Should we pray? And then let's unpack this together. Father God, thank you for this family. Thank you for this community. Thank you for your word to us. Uh, Give us wisdom and insight. And Holy Spirit, bring resonance to this as we look at it together. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, as you will know, if you're a regular and if you're guests here, then forgive us, you're joining us in the middle of a sermon series. We are taking, for, the next, for this year, we are taking the helicopter up high and we are looking at the grand story in the Bible, the arc of the biblical narrative. And we started several, uh, a couple of months ago now probably, in the book of Genesis and we've been working our way through the Bible story. And... Uh, Last week we we took a detour from the story because we had a mission Sunday where we reflected and looked at the missions that we support. But had we stuck with the the reading scheme for last week, we would have explored the Exodus. The Exodus where God raised Moses up as a leader to set his people free, to lead them out of Egypt and into the Promised Land. You may remember that story, maybe you've seen the film Maybe you've read it in the book itself, but it's the story of Moses who led led the people of Israel out of slavery under Pharaoh. It's a journey to freedom, but it's a journey that takes them through the wilderness. And that is our topic for today. You see, the truth is, we're all on a wilderness journey out of some form of slavery. On a personal level, we might know what it is to be enslaved by fear, or by alcohol, or by food, or by rage, or worry, or lust, or shame, or inferiority, or control. On a social level, in our version of Pharaoh's economy, Millions at the bottom of the pyramid work like slaves from dawn to dusk and still never manage to get ahead. Whilst those who sit at the top of the pyramid somehow don't feel free either. They wake up each day driven by the need to succeed or the need to keep up with the Joneses, to acquire the next must-have tech car or holiday and they feel the fear of their own inner slave driver be that debt competition expectation or the addictive craving for more so then from top to bottom the whole system survives by plundering the planet Purchasing this generation's luxuries at the expense of the next generation's necessities. Exiting from this personal and social slavery won't be easy. It will require something like a wilderness journey into the unknown. But the Bible is all about the journey from slavery to freedom. We know who we have been, slaves. We know who we are going to be, free men and women, experiencing life as God intended. But right now, if we're honest, we're a bit of both. 
So we have much to learn from Moses and his companions. But we also need to remember that the road to freedom doesn't follow a straight line from point A to point B. It zigzags and backtracks through a discomfort zone of lack, delay, distress and strain, and it often leads us into the wilderness. But it is in the wilderness. It is in those wild places where our character is formed. The personal and social character needed for people to enjoy their freedom and know aliveness. And like those who've walked before us, we need to know that grumbling and complaining can be as dangerous as poisonous snakes or the hot desert sun. Like them, we need to be forewarned about the danger of catastrophizing the present or romanticizing the past. Like them, we must remember that going forwards might be difficult, but going backwards is disastrous. And as they made a road through the wilderness, Moses and his fellow travelers received a mysterious food that fell from the sky each morning like dew. They called it manna. Actually, it's not as bad a pun as you imagine. Because manna in Hebrew means what's it. Manna in Hebrew means what is it. That's the literal translation of the word manna. What's it? I'm doing the afternoon service with a load of kids present, so we'll perhaps make more of that this afternoon. But... um, Yes. Next time we have a pack of Watsits. They're kind of fluffy and light and disappear in the morning as well, don't they? So. Uh. They called it manna, which in Hebrew humorously means what is this stuff? Like them, we too will receive what we need just for each day, often in mysterious and sometimes even humorous ways. Just enough for today provided one day at a time. And like them, we need to learn that we cannot survive on bread alone, that we also need moral guidance, spiritual nourishment and manna for the soul. So along with the bread for their bodies, God gave the travellers inner nourishment in the form of the Ten Commandments that would become a moral basis for their lives in freedom. So alongside the daily food for their bodies, the people of Israel were given ten commandments for their souls. And I love the way Brian McLaren phrases these. Uh, It's a paraphrase to the version you heard earlier, but I think it sets them in an interesting and reflective light. Put the God of liberation first, not the gods of slavery. Don't reduce God to the manageable size of an idol. Certainly not one made of wood and stone by human hands. And not one made by human minds of rituals or words either. Certainly not one in whose name people are enslaved, dehumanized or killed. 
Do not use God for your own agendas by throwing around God's holy name. If you make a vow in God's name, keep it. Honour the God of liberation by taking and giving everyone a day off. Don't keep the old 24-7 slave economy going. Turn from self-centeredness by honouring your parents. After all, honour is the basis of freedom. Don't kill people. Don't do the things that frequently incite violence, including don't cheat with others' spouses. Don't steal others' possessions. And don't lie about others' behaviours or characters. In fact, if you really want to avoid the violence of the old slave economy, deal with it at its root source, desiring, coveting, endless wanting of what your neighbour has. Don't let the desire to compete and acquire tempt you off the road of freedom. Through the ten plagues in Exodus, we might say that God got the people out of slavery. But through the ten commandments, God is attempting to get the slavery out of the people. Well, God also gave them a set of additional practices, rituals, holidays and so on, to help them develop and deepen the character of free people. Uh, One of those practices was setting aside a holy place. They started with a tent of meeting and that was replaced eventually by a larger and more elaborate gathering place called the tabernacle. That holy space in the middle of a wilderness encampment reminded them that the God of liberation was journeying with them. He was among them, walking with them in the desert dust as they made their road to freedom. It was in that central holy space that people offered sacrifices Now by this time, animal sacrifices had already replaced the more primitive and brutal rituals of human sacrifice. But the whole idea of appeasing God through bloodshedding of any kind was gradually being replaced by the idea of a community communing with God over a meal. A sacrificial meal. Slowly, sacrifices were beginning to be seen increasingly of gifts of food, As if to say, God is calling us to gather around the family table. At certain times of year and at special moments, when the people realised they'd done something horrible, they would come back to God's big tent. They would bring the makings of a feast as if to say, we're sorry for our wrongs. We want to have our family meal again and be reconciled with you and with one another. Here's some food to express our desire to sit down at the table of fellowship. We won't turn back. We'll keep walking this long road to freedom and we will do so together. Of course, Jesus gathered his companions round a table one night and encouraged them to do the same. We call that meal communion. A meal where we remember Jesus' great act of liberation and reconciliation on the cross. Around this table we remember where we've been, where we are, who we're with and and where we are headed together. 
The wilderness journey is always difficult and it seems to last forever. Sometimes we're like kids in the backseat of the car whining, are we there yet? (laughs) The difficult truth is, if we arrive before we've learned the lessons of the wilderness, we won't be able to enjoy the freedom that awaits us at the end of it. There is a wisdom that we need to gain right here, right now, through the tough times. There is a strength and a skill we need in the future that we can only develop now on the wilderness road. There is a moral muscle that we need that when we need it, sorry, there is a moral muscle we will need then when we can exercise and strengthen only through the struggles on this road here and now. There is a depth of connection with God that will be there in the future when we need it, only if we learn to trust and follow God now on the long, wild road to freedom. The struggles of the wilderness will make us either bitter or better. The trials will either lead us to break through or break down. We will often be tempted to return to our old lives. But in that tension between a backward pull and a forward call, we discover unexplainable provision, like manna, unexpected refreshment like desert springs, and we can only go forwards. Against all odds, walking by faith, we will survive, and more than that, we will learn what it means to be fully alive. There are no shortcuts. The road cannot be made by wishing or by whining or by talking. It can only be made by walking. Day after day, step by step, struggle by struggle. It's easier, as it turns out, to get the people out of slavery than it is to get the slavery out of the people. So people, let us walk the road right through the middle of this desert together in humility and trusting a God who is with us every step of the way. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the grand narrative of Scripture, the grand narrative of your Bible, your story from slavery to freedom. But Lord, we recognise today that that often takes us through wilderness, through difficulty and through challenge. Lord, thank you that you provided the Israelites' manna for that journey and guidance for that journey. And Lord, we trust and know that you will do the same for us. Lord, help us not to rush through the challenges and the difficult times, but to learn the lessons from them, to be changed and shaped and transformed, that we might know and enjoy the freedom and aliveness that you have for each one of us. Lord, I pray for those today that are feeling enslaved by loneliness, by fear, by addiction, by so many other things. Lord, lead us to freedom, we pray. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his death on the cross that buys us that freedom. Forgiveness and a chance for a fresh start. Grace. 
Lord, help us to live into and journey through that freedom and to realise it in the power and guidance of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen.